Amen. You may be seated. You know, God gives us um, relationships. He gives us people in our lives to help us in the, meet the needs for one another. The Lord knew I needed her. I mean, he absolutely knew I needed her. But she will tell you uh, that she needs me as well. I mean, she, she, uh, she doesn't like, she's never had to do any yard work, okay? Never. You know, I, was, I passed the gratis store one day, and old Gavin that was sitting up there, he said, I said, I got to go home and cut my grass. He said, that's what your wife's for. I said, Gavin, I said, listen, I've been married 30 years, and my wife has never had to cut the grass. And uh, he said, Really? He said, boy, you, I don't know why you're doing all that. I said, because that's something she doesn't need to do. And I said, honey, I don't know if something ever happens to me, what you're going to do with this five acres. She said, I'll fence it and put billy goats on it. <laughs> so this woman is very determined is what she is on that. Or she said, I'll get somebody to take care of it. But we all have needs, and we need those needs to be met. And so, but we all have roles. Uh, we have our responsibilities. But I'll tell you this much. Um, God gives us people, particularly in a marriage relationship, to make us more like Jesus. He, he gives us that person to help sanctify us because remember what we said in our first session? We marry what kind of person? Imperfect. Use your microphone. Imperfect imperfect and so when we marry an imperfect person we have we have one of two options you can tear up the person or either you can tear up the picture of what you think marriage should look like and so we we started out tearing each other up we were tearing up the person and then we had to learn real quickly to tear up the picture do you have those pictures? Yeah. Yeah, he's actually See, got this it was up. the picture that I came into our marriage thinking Mike was looking like. And you got mine? That's so not me. Yeah. And this was me. He thought this was me. But it yeah. wasn't me because his mother was the good housekeeping person. And yeah. I had to, I have to work at it. But. Yeah. So we had to tear those pictures up. So the first week we did that, we tore our pictures up so that we, as a reminder, not tear each other up. Now, see, this is dated. Isn't that pretty cool? We, when we first taught this, we used transparencies, okay? Y'all remember those? So that, we didn't have all this PowerPoint. We didn't have all that stuff. So this is dated stuff, and it's pretty amazing. You yeah. might be thinking, well. That's not my body. It's my head. <laughs> I chose the body I wanted, though. Okay. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> all right. body either. Well. Let me review real quickly before we get into this session on uh, meeting the needs of your mate and in that relationship, relational needs. Um, I want to go back over just real quickly. Uh, several weeks ago, we gave an inventory test and a survey, and, and you were able to determine if you were one of four type of personalities based off that. Now, some of you are just coming in today, and you're going, I don't have a clue what he's talking about. Well, I'm going to catch you up to speed real quick. Um, we did the surveys, and there's basically four types of personalities that are in the world. Uh, the first is a D-type, a D-personality. 
And the thing you know about a D-type is uh, the Ds are very task-oriented people. And they're the ones that initiate toward a task. Their main thing is they want to get things done and get it done now. Okay? So D stands for driven, determined, decisive. All of those are the D words. Okay? And so the I is a personality that is more of initiating toward people. So your D's and your I's, if, if you checked out as an ID or a DI in your personality type, then you are an initiator. Either you're initiating toward a task or you're initiating toward people. Now, guess what my beautiful wife is right here. She is a, go ahead and tell them what you are. I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. <laughs> okay. I'm an ID. She's an ID. So that means she initiates to people first and then to a task next. But she can get things done because she's an initiator. And so, but on the flip side of that, my personality, I'm the last two. I'm the SC. I respond to people and then I respond to a task. And that's probably the reason I, I, I love, um, you know, following up with people. I love, I am a part of a first responder team, been doing it as a chaplain for 17 years. So that's how I'm, I'm wired and how God's wired me is to be responsive to people. So what I have to do is I have to learn to initiate more. Okay? You see where I'm coming from there? She's helped me in many ways, as that being her strength. But also, I've, I've helped her in many ways by being responsive to people and to a task. But ultimately, we have all four personalities, which is good in one way, but it's also we're different. And sparks fly both ways. They do within the relationship. And we've had to learn how do we deal with that on as far as meeting the needs. You're going to see the first uh, slide here is differences in, in your personal style contribute to misunderstandings in marriage. I, I came into, into our marriage with uh, having only seen and modeled what my parents did. And I didn't have a handbook on this is what you should do as a husband. Anybody else ever get that handbook? Anybody? Well, what we normally do is what? We do, it's like monkey see, monkey do. We, we do what we have been raised in, in, in the environment. And so that's kind of how I came into it. But what we discovered is this next point. Conflicts arise in a marriage when these misunderstandings are not dealt with properly. Okay. So... In our first few years of marriage, would you say there was, it was a lot of conflict? After the first year, there was. Okay. Yeah, there was. Because we were so different, too. Um, and this goes to everybody, even if you're not married in the room, just people you work with and that kind of thing. Because we've already talked about how some of you don't have a spouse or you've lost your spouse or um, that kind of thing. Um, so it goes with people you work with, too. But um, we were so, at first we thought we were a lot alike, but then when we got together, we realized the longer we lived together, the, different, the differences started coming out. Mm. So then we started having conflicts, and all we knew to do was what we were raised in doing. So I was raised to be a yeller. I was a yeller. 
I was, I yelled. Didn't I? You, yeah, I yelled. You, you did yell. Okay. I yelled. Yeah, I yelled. And, and one day um, I heard um, Dr. Dobson focus on the family. I was going down the road working and, um, and I heard him, that he had somebody on there who had a group of people and it was called Help. I'm a screamer. And I went, oh my gosh, that is me. That is me. And so I went, I scream at Mike. I really do. I raise my voice at him. I scream at him. So I was like, I need to find out about this group so I can join it and be helped, you know. So um, anyway, but what they talked about was is that we didn't have to follow what we grew up in. So what you grew up in, yes, there are good things about what you grew up in probably too, but then there are some bad things that we can change ourselves. And so God started working on me. That's right. And he was working on me as well. Here's a verse that helps us with this conflict area and is this a soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger that's proverbs 15 1 i tell you i had some strong women on my side of the family i don't know about y'all but we did and they i think all of them yelled well there was a line of d women and controlling women and women wanting to control men uh, type situation. I don't know if any of y'all ever experienced anything like that, but um, but it can be a conflict, particularly for a man, because a man gets challenged by those certain things, and a, and a man wants to be the man, you know, and, and, and so when you got a, a strong woman that's interject, uh, interjecting and doing some of those things, you can see where uh, conflict uh, did arise. But we had to learn early on that we were not enemies. There is an enemy. And there's an enemy out to destroy your relationship. I can tell you that right now. And that enemy is a devil. He is out to destroy your relationships. But the cool thing is, is God's on our side. And so when the conflicts began to rise, we, we uh, did not know this, but this is something that if you do not deal with it properly, it's going to lead to this next thing that we're going to show you. And it's, taught, it's called the aloneness cycle. And what happens in this aloneness cycle is this next. Is that each one of us come into a relationship with expectations. Of what we expect out of this person. To have our needs met out of this relationship with this person. And what happens is, if we do not get those expectations met. Like we showed you the pictures what she expected of me, and then what I expected of her. When those needs are not met, then it leads to the right side is disappointment. So we become dis disappointed with this person. And if you don't deal with that disappointment in, in that relationship, then guess what? It leads to you trying to change the person. Would you like to share something about that at this point? Yeah, I can. Um, the scripture is pretty clear in, uh, you'd have to tell me the verse it is, but um, where it says that the woman longs to lord over her husband. It's in Genesis. So it doesn't matter what personality you are, because I've talked to some of my very sweet S personality friends, and she said, oh, Angie, that's, that's all women. All women long to lord over their husbands. Um, so... That's what we came into. I came into all this experience that I had with women who were yellers and screamers and put their husbands down and 
all that, you know, jokes about men and all that kind of thing. And then he came from the same type thing where you joke out in front of people about each other and tear each other down. So it, it didn't make for a very um, happy relationship in the beginning. So I decided that I was going to help him change. That was the best thing. Right, women? We can help them change. So I decided that I could do that. So I went into trying to do that, and it was not working. It was not working. Um, I remember one time, this was really bad, but um, it was, we were going to church. And, you know, if you don't think the enemy attacks you on the way to church, then you've guessed wrong, because he does. So we were going to church, and... um, Mike was, Mike was not in ministry. We were just, we were lay people. It didn't matter because ministry doesn't matter. If you are a minister and minister's wife, you still face the same things that everybody else faces. I've had one person tell me she had never had an argument with her husband their whole marriage. They've been married 30-something years. And I said, either you are in denial or either you're lying, one or the other, because <laughs> it's just not true. So um, anyway, I, we were going to church, and we had this big blowout. Couldn't remember what it was about don't even know what it was about so I just decided I wasn't riding with him so he went by himself and I went by myself then we showed up at church and we hardly even spoke we were so mad then we got home and couldn't hardly even remember what it was we fussed about so I don't know if you I just remember that in my mind I remember where we were I remember where we lived I remember that and um, so things were just not good. And then things just got worse with us. It's the, like the more I tried to change him and help him, I was really helping him. I wasn't trying to change. I was trying to help him. So it just wasn't working. And so I was in a lady's Bible study. And she, it was the pastor's wife. And there were just a few of us, like four or five of us. And she started talking about prayer. We were doing um, a Bible study on prayer. And she said, have, have y'all ever thought about, instead of nagging your mate and trying to get them to change, about praying for them? Mm. Well, the, the thought had never crossed my mind. <laughs> Quite honestly, it never crossed my mind about praying for him. And she, she challenged us. And she said, okay, I'm going to challenge you ladies to start praying for your mate. Whatever it is, don't come back and nah, 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 nah. just start praying. And so I thought, okay. I'll take that challenge. So I started doing it. And what happened? Well, change did happen. But before that happened, um, I, knew, I knew something was going on. And, you know, it's when you got somebody, it takes two to tango. And when you got one that is beginning to go, I'm not going to, to create conflict here. Uh, then that's what began to happen. And so I knew she was doing something different. I didn't know what it was. And in fact, this, um, this, the other night, I've, I've told you guys, I'm reading through uh, Jim Cimbala's book about prayer and fresh wind, fresh fire. And, and then the other night, uh, there was this movie on uh, that's called War Room. And some of you might have seen that movie, War Room, with Priscilla Shiver in it and... Uh, but there was a scene there, and I was going, this is, that scene was exactly what this is. And do you, are we going to show that? Or do you have it? Okay. Who's got it? 
Now this is where I do my fighting. A closet. I call it my war room. So, so you wrote prayers for each area of your life? A prayer strategy? Yes. Now, I used to do what you and your husband are doing, but it got me nowhere. And then I really started studying what the scriptures say. And God showed me that it wasn't my job to do the heavy lifting. No, that was something that only he could do. It was my job to seek him, to trust him, and to stand on his word. Miss Clara, I've never seen anything like this. And I admire it, I really do. I just, I don't have time to pray that much every day. But you apparently have time to fight losing battles with your husband. <laughs> Elizabeth, if you will give me one hour a week, I can teach you how to fight the right way with the right weapons. Since you're good with the asking price, I'll go ahead and list the house. I'd uh, <laughs> like to think about our other discussion. Elizabeth, please forgive me for being so direct, but I see in you a warrior that needs to be awakened. But I, I will respect whatever decision you make. Thank you, Miss Clara. I hope you have a good day. You too. So there you go. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. If you hadn't, it's worth buying it and seeing it. But um, that's, I was just like her. I was just, we were fighting and getting nowhere. And so, just started praying. Before she um, started the prayer part and the other was going on, whenever you try to change someone, then it leads to that person being resistant to the change. And... Resistance, that means a pushback from it. I, I'm not going to let you change me. Um, whatever you're doing and whatever you're saying is not going, you're not, you're not going to tell me what to do type of attitude. So it leads to resistance, which if you don't deal with the resistance aspect of it, the next thing is going to be withdrawal. Now, some of you personality types, withdrawal is easy for you. Um, that's what you do. You want to avoid the situation. You want to get away from it. And so withdrawal becomes easy. But the, if, if you don't deal with the conflict in each stage of this process, it's going to ultimately lead to where you feel alone. Now, here's the reality. As a believer, you're never alone. You're never alone because you got Jesus in your life. But when you're in a relationship with someone else and you begin to attempt to change that person, and you're trying to impose your will on them and your way on them, it's going to lead you to a place to where you feel all alone. I guarantee you of that. I guarantee you. Which leads us to these next teaching points. To deal with misunderstandings in marriage there are, that are due to differences in our style, you need to do this. You cannot change your mate by direct action to get him or her to see things your way. You cannot. It's impossible. You cannot do it. So, so what's the alternative? 
when, when Angie started praying for me, I knew something was going on. I just didn't know what. Okay? And then God began to deal with me. It's what began to happen. And I remember in this movie, War Room, uh, there was a scene later on where the husband, he actually, they were not getting along well, and the husband actually came home and went through the house looking for everybody. And he ended up going into that room to where his wife had begun to pray. And he began to see her prayers on his behalf. And, and he didn't know how to deal with that. And actually, he went and talked to a friend. And, the, and he and his friend were hanging out and talking about it. And, and the friend finally just said, yo, bro. He's like, if she's done started asking God in on this, he said, you're done. You're done. You're, it's over for you. And we, I mean, I laughed too, and, but he was right. In other words, she's now entered into a place to where she's calling on God. And, and really, here's the next part. You can change yourself by asking God to help you consider your mate's point of view before your own. So we, we really can't change anyone else. We can only change ourselves. And I've learned this when... when when you get in a, in a time of prayer and talking to God, that's when he begins to change you and me. And it's in those moments that as we begin to change, then we can become the kind of person to help meet the needs of that person that we're in that relationship with. Does that make sense? God wants to change us before we change them. There was a scene in this movie, too, to where... Priscilla sat down with her mentor, and all she did was just begin to bash her husband, just blah, 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 blah. And she said, are you done yet? And so she finally, after she'd finished all her stuff, she said, okay, write down everything there is bad about him. And she wrote three or four pages. And then she had it there, and, she, and the lady came back in and said, oh, you got quite a bit right here. She said, yeah, go ahead and read it. And the, and the mentor said, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. I just want you to write it down so you can put it behind you. Because that's something you've got to let go. You can't change someone else. You can only change yourself. Which, when you change, your mate will change favorably in response to you. Okay? That's our next point. So... And through our years of marriage, what we have seen is, I know that when we have had our conflicts and challenges, it's best to speak in a way that's not going to be harmful, a kind word. Say what you mean, mean what you say, but don't say it mean. And I've also learned to, to relate to her in a way of how she needs it and what best suits her personality. Does that make sense? That's what I do. Okay, here's our final thing for today. True change in how you deal with your mate comes about when you recognize that. God has called you to consider the needs and interests of your mate before your own. It's to put, it's to put the other first. It's serving her before I serve my own needs. And listen, uh, there's going to be some times that you have to change your schedule. There's going to be some times that you might have wanted to go do something that you're going to have to do that's 
imported. Ooh, I about fell over. Imported to her. But hey, we learned this give and take in, in the relationship. Yeah, somebody that we went to a seminar one time, um, they described it like playing volleyball or tennis, where you really tennis, where you volley over the net back and forth, and to do it fairly instead of smashing the ball down, but to volley mm -hmm. back and forth when you're talking to each other when you're in conflict. Right. And, and the thing that I've learned to do is, is to find out what meets her needs the most and then try to do my best to, to get her. She's going to talk to me about it. I'm fortunate that I have a spouse that does communicate. She does let me know what those needs are. And that may be what some of you need to do. You know, some of you that are S-types, you need to talk to your mate and let them know what those needs are because your tendency is, is not to say anything. It's, remember, is to disagree in silence. And so that's what frustrates them, particularly if they're um, an I or a D because they're like, well, why won't you just talk to me and tell me what it is that's bothering you or why won't you just talk to me and tell me what your need is because if it is then they're going to help meet that need because that's what they're looking to initiate and do anyway and so we've had to learn a lot about that volume and giving and take but I, I can remember and here's here's where the rubber hits road guys I love the outdoors I love to hunt I love to fish and all those things and when it comes to what about when the schedule hits to where that hunting trip, that hunting trip that you're wanting to do, and then there's something that she wants to do. Okay? You see where I'm coming from? Or it could be for some of y'all, it's work. Oh, I, hey, I got to stay at this job. I got to keep doing this work. Man, you just working yourself to the bone, and guess what? You're working, but hey, she's already done told you, could you be home by this time? Could you be over here? She's waiting. And it's, it's that kind of thing that you have to volley in this relationship. But I, I have, early on, I, I'll admit it, I was, I was still doing the selfish things more often than I was doing the things to help meet her because uh, I was just, just purely selfish. Well, it's always a, it's always a balance because yeah. even at the stage we're in we're we still have to balance and we have to put things on the calendar and I do things that he enjoys he does he does things that I enjoy so we we balance yes we have to watch the balance but that's always Peter Lord I think I told y'all this he's he had been married 50 years and we saw him in Bethlehem one time and he said were it not for the grace of God I could be divorced tomorrow after 50 years. So it's work. It's a lot of work. You got to keep working at it. So the next point in our, our time is this is not natural, but it is supernatural. It's not natural for you to set aside your own personal needs and your own personal wants because your flesh desires it. Your flesh gravitates. Well, this, listen, this is something I want to do and I'm just going to do it. Doesn't matter what she thinks. Well, that's the natural thing. But the supernatural thing would be to go, you know what? I'm going to die to myself, and I'm going to serve my wife 
and I'm going to help emotionally and physically and mentally as much as I can and spiritually help meet the needs that she has. Okay? So that's basically what we have to cover with you guys today on helping to meet the needs. Now, there's going to come conflicts in your relationships. Conflicts are going to happen. But how do you handle and deal with those conflicts is what matters. So as we close out, I want to ask you a few questions. The first question is this one. What has God spoken to you about today in your relationship? What has God spoken to you about in your relationship with that person that's very important to you or with that family member or with that co-worker? Has God spoken and said anything to you this morning? As we've been talking, you know what? I, I know this with all my heart. The Holy Spirit, as we talk, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you about something. Maybe something you said, maybe something you did. But what is it that God is saying to you this morning? And then here's the next thing. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? When we hear God speak, then the next thing should be our response is, okay, I will obey. I will do something about it. So if you would, just bow your heads right where you are. Within your area, your circle, your life, and what all the things that are going on in your life are.